to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, friends, and welcome. I want to warn you that today is a little bit different of an episode than I normally do. So if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, please know that not all episodes are about my life. (laughs) There is lots of helpful content here, but also a very intimate look into what is going on in my heart and mind. You know that I, if you've listened to me before, that I am a big fan of holistic entrepreneurship, which is thinking about how our life actually influences how we show up as business owners. And so it's all a mishmash in there together of ourselves, of how we come to our work as business owners and also how we show up in life. So in this episode, which is a publication of a Facebook Live that I did just this morning. I am recording this on March 2nd of 2021, and it will be published this Friday. In this episode and in the Facebook Live that I did, I share about some upheaval that's happening in my life and in my business. And I want to share with all of you what I am learning from it and how I am admitting my weaknesses and learning how to grow in my work as an entrepreneur and as a leader. So here it is. It's vulnerable and it's a little scary. And my, my true intention is that I hope that this encourages you in some way in your life or work. Please let me know if it does. That would just mean the world to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Laura Park Fig. All right, let's dive into this messiness of my life right now. Hello, everyone. I am here today because the theme of my life this year seems to be upheaval, and it's painful. It is so painful. And one of the things I've been reflecting on is that when you are a business owner, it makes you a leader. And when you are a leader, to be a good leader... It means that you show up even when it's hard. We don't really get to choose to just not show up and lead when we don't feel like it. And that's one of the beautiful things that entrepreneurship gives us is this constant process of personal growth. And I have just been, oh my gosh, the growth is I guess going to be huge this year for me, you guys, because I am I'm struggling lately. So one of the reasons I'm here is because Really, if you know me at all, I really believe in transparency. And that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast was to be transparent about my own business. However, I think that sometimes it actually bites me in the butt a little (laughs) because I think that it makes me appear like I have my together less than other people who may be saying like, I did this and I did this in my business but they're not actually being honest about some of the struggles. So I am leaning into my personality. I am trusting that y'all will not criticize here when I'm really honest about things that I am going through in my own business and life. So there are a couple of things I want to share with you all. I hope that it is encouraging to you to know that no business is perfect and to know that you can be a very successful entrepreneur, which I consider myself to be, and also be learning and growing through really hard things. 
So the point here is to encourage you all. There's three things I want to talk about. One of the things is that I am moving across the country to be near my husband's family and my family too, like they're a little farther away. So it's really to be near his aging parents who are in their mid 80s and his dad just turned 90. So his mom's 86 and his dad's 90. His whole family is in the Madison and Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. So we're moving near there, probably near Madison. And then my family, my extended family is in the St. Louis area about five hours from there. So I'm going to talk about the move and some of the struggles with that. In the midst of the upheaval of my life, I'm feeling like there's a little upheaval in my private practice. And I'm going to talk about kind of what I'm working on with my employees to get some better systems and structure in place around pay and growth of the business and including them in that process. And I'll talk about that. And then I'm also going to talk about my group coaching program and how that is going, which has been like a bright spot right now. And so I I want to share those things. So the first thing, and hopefully, again, I I want this to encourage all of you so that hopefully there will be little nuggets you can take away with. So the move. So one of the things I've been thinking about is how I feel so attached to the idea of living in California. I love it here. I feel like I belong here. i wish that I was raised here. I kind of feel like California is who I am, right? It it so resonates with my identity as a person. And one of the things I have been thinking through is how doing the right thing is not always easy. There's a lot of talk in the entrepreneur space. And honestly, because it is a little bit like salt in a wound for me right now, I've had to unfollow some people on social media because there's a lot of talk in the entrepreneurship space about live your best life, do what's best for you. And honestly, a lot of those things come from people who I've, I've noticed that they come from people who are single and who don't have a family or children or other kind of more complex kind of situations to deal with in their life. Because when you're single, you really do have just you to deal with. So it's nothing against single people. It's just a message that as an entrepreneur does not resonate with me because I have a lot of other things to consider when I make decisions about quote, living my best life. And for me, the thing that I have been wrestling with that is so hard, like it makes me sick to my stomach to even think about it, is like the idea of not living in California feels so the antithesis of who I am and what my business has been built around, like this outdoor, you know, not that you can't be outdoors elsewhere, but let's be real, it's beautiful in California to be in mountains and beaches. (laughs) But I've been really thinking through this idea of like, what does it mean to live your best life, but in a way that is your right life, like making the right decisions, even when they're hard for you as a person and as a business owner, and even when they require you to be selfless and to be thinking about other people. And for some of you as therapists who maybe are Enneagram 2s, helpers, that's going to be really easy for you to do. For me, that's really hard. And and it's a process of personal growth for me to learn how to serve my husband and his family and my family and not be selfish about where I want to live and what I want to do in my life. And so that is the process I've been through. Along these lines of the right thing to do is not always easy. If anyone would have told me a year ago that it would be impossible for us as like we have the means to buy a house there because we want to buy investment property and we kind of thought, oh, we'll move to Wisconsin. We were going to buy investment property anyway. So we'll rent our house in California. We'll move to Wisconsin and buy what will eventually be a rental there if we ever move away from Wisconsin. And it, it's impossible. We've made two offers on houses. One of them was owned by the most recent. If you saw me on Instagram crying my eyes out yesterday, we found out we did not get it. 
it was owned by a friend of a friend. I really thought it was going to work out. I thought there was like a 90% chance that we would get this beautiful home that literally I would never dream of owning in California, honestly, because it'd be like worth $2 million here. And we didn't get it. Someone else in a small town in Wisconsin outbid us on a home that was owned by people that were friends of people we knew that we had a personal connection with. And it just feels so discouraging. I I felt like this should be an easy process to move to Wisconsin because if we're doing the right thing, shouldn't the path just be clear and everything just laid out perfectly and it will be easy? And no, not always. Like the path to doing what is easy is is or what is right is not always easy. And and so I'm really trying to, if you have not listened to the episode of Mind Your OT Business that I just did with Carlin Neek about acceptance and commitment therapy, I think it's called accepting challenges and committing to action or something like that. It's I should know that I should have looked up the number. That episode and what she shared during that episode have really helped me in this process. And I'm I'm learning to lean into the emotion of being sad about this, of of embracing like the hard emotions that are going along with this very extremely disappointing. I mean, I I couldn't talk about it last night. And honestly, I didn't even want to record this once I knew we didn't get the house. So but now I'm really seeing a lot of things about it. And I'm trying to remain positive. And that that episode with Carlin really helped me to to just accept that I am going to feel sad about this. And it's okay. And committing to moving forward and taking steps, continuing on this path towards what we know is right, even when the emotions are so hard. The other thing is, I had a long conversation with my sister, and she reminded me, like, you are not your house. So I think a lot of times on social media, it's easy for us as business owners to look at what other people are doing and think that that's the whole of who they are. You may have heard me talk about this before, and it's not. It's not the whole of who anyone is. What you see on the outside is not the whole of who anyone is or what's going on in their business, honestly. like Most people aren't really honest about what's actually going on behind the scenes in their business, I have to tell you, because I've literally seen people say things that I know is not the truth behind the scenes. So... (laughs) So I I just want to encourage you guys with that, that you are not just the face you put out to people. You are not your home. You are not your things. You can be committed to a process of personal growth and be who you are no matter where you live. And I, I no matter what, no matter what you look like, no matter what your your challenges are, you can live out your purpose in life. It is not about what it looks like. It is about the internal state of your mind and how you're moving forward and making change in the world. And so that is what my sister really reminded me of that, that like being near family, it's it's all these things like our kids being able to spend time together and being with Jose's parents before they inevitably are going to pass in the next 20 years, even if they live to 110, it's, it's, their time is limited here on earth. Those things are what matter, not living in the pretty house. And so that's just been helpful to me. Okay. I spent way too much time on moving. I'm going to move on, but that's kind of update on my life because everybody's been asking me, wait, you're moving. What's going on? So that's what's going on. Send good vibes. I'm not sure we may end up renting something for a little bit, and that will be a whole other process of acceptance I will have to make. So, okay. The second one, my employees. Okay. And my business. 
I feel, and now I have to say, like, I am fully aware that my employees may see this video. I'm not, there's nothing on here that they don't know. And I'm just sharing with all of you as business owners, my process as a leader. And this is fine for my employees to watch. I don't want you to feel, I don't want anyone to be nervous that I'm talking about my business publicly because my employees know that I do this. So I had a recent meeting with my employees that I felt really good about at first. And as I've reflected on it more, I I think I've felt a lot of shame over feeling like I am not, I, I did not lead them well in the last year or two as I've been doing my PhD and having a lot on my plate. And especially with COVID last year, it was just craziness. So the good thing about this is that I am getting structures and systems in place to be very clear with my team about how they can grow with the business and how they can be more involved in the business. I made assumptions that were not true (laughs) about my employees. This is what I'm learning from, from the meeting we recently had is I assumed that because people were part-time employees, that they did not have time to invest in the growth of the business. And so I didn't actually have a structure in place with how to let them grow with the business. And so I think the lesson here for all of us as business owners is that we need systems in place around how people can grow in our company. And maybe a lot of you have that, but I think I was kind of going at it haphazardly and sort of as the business grew, I was just like, oh, sure, you can help out with this or, oh, sure, maybe you could help with this thing. And it it was not structured. And now I'm looking at creating like work plans for each role in the business because now we have more roles than just the occupational therapy services. We have online products and things that we developed last year. I am learning that I, as an Enneagram 8, so I'm a challenger. This is, if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. I'm going to do a podcast series with different um, people from each type. But it's it's essentially a way of a way that you look at the world and your way of being in the world. It's a little more deep than a personality test, but it really says a lot about me and I really resonate with it. So I use it a lot. You can look at EnneagramInstitute.com if you want more information on how that'll help you in your personal growth as a business owner. But as an Enneagram 8, I am a challenger. And one of the weaknesses of a challenger is that we like to be in control and we are suspicious of people and we don't really like to give up control and we want to be respected above all means, above all things. And when we feel disrespected or when we feel suspicious of people's motives or when we feel like we're not in control, that is very challenging. And so I think I have learned that as my employees have brought things to my attention in a respectful way, I I think I feel some shame around not noticing those weaknesses in my own leadership and wishing I had kind of put these structures in place sooner. But, you know, growth mindset, like I'm taking it as an opportunity for growth and I'm, I'm really working on being less suspicious, giving up control and letting people into the process of growing the practice with me and growing our online businesses. So the great thing is that it has forced me to get really clear systems in place. And I'm working a lot behind the scenes on these things right now, um, which I'm going to share a little bit in my in my Bedrock coaching call tonight with, with all the people in my program. I'm working on getting really clear structures in place for what the roles are in the business, how the pay is structured, and how you can earn bonuses for contributing more to the bottom line in the business. So that is the learning there. Oh, the last thing on my notes to tell you guys, the one thing I am good at is having confidence in the fact that I own the business. And that is something that I want all OT entrepreneurs to be able to own. 
in my conversations, as I've thought through some of these changes I want to make to get some structures in place and to lead my team better, really, to, to for me to grow as a leader and to lead my team better, several people have said to me, like, you need to own that you created this. Like you, you created the Contigo approach. You created the Business Bedrocks group coaching program. So really owning that and letting people in, like having your employees kind of be a team member in those things, but also owning what you are responsible for as the business owner and being proud of that and confident in that. And I think I think that is something that I'm good at as an eight. So see, it's not all it's not all negative. Part of our Enneagram type is that we can celebrate our our strengths too. So um, I'll end on that happy note. Now, all right, last thing. This went a little longer than I wanted to, but you all know me and I'm a little chatty. So <laughs> the last thing that I want to talk about is the Bedrocks community and how that is going in my practice. So there's been a lot of upheaval with my life moving and all these boxes and the chaos I'm living in and the kind of upheaval and needing new systems in my business for my team. And the Bedrocks is is not so much an upheaval as it is just just a reminder of when you when you set up ongoing revenue sources in your business that the second time you do something is a lot easier than the first and i will say that i am so encouraged by the people that are in this program and that that's really been a light and enjoyable piece of my work right now is is coaching in the group program because it's not as stressful this time because I'm not creating the content. I'm changing it a little and I'm making edits and I'm making sure that stuff is updated appropriately, but the the bulk of the content is there, so it's it's so much less work than it was last summer when I when I was creating the content on a weekly basis and kind of mapping out based on the curriculum I had developed before I even launched the program. I was having to actually get it all made and the workbook made and put it into the online platform and all of that. So it's just an encouraged an encouragement to all of you to think about when you create a new program, it's always more work than you think it's going to be. But then the next time you run it, if you have those good systems in place, you really can enjoy the process. And that for me is what is happening. The group is amazing. I, I can't describe like the quality of the people in there that are helping one another. This is not about like me being the sage on the stage, teaching people how to run a business. There are so, there's so much wisdom in that group from people that have been running businesses. And when you put all the minds together in one place, there's just this magical thing that happens. The the group think that happens when people are committed to taking action at the same, on the same things kind of at the same time together and encouraging one another to do so. I'm really realizing myself that I'm I'm much more confident on the calls. Like I'm 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 feeling like I'm not as nervous about appearing to be a certain way or appearing to have my act together. I'm more able to just be present with people and some of that might be because the content's already there and I'm I'm able to be freed up to spend more time actually connecting, which has been really really nice. And the last thing I want to say is to encourage all of you and kind of to come full circle from what I shared at the very beginning is that Having this role of leadership, of having a group of people that I'm committed to leading, both on my Outdoor Kids OT team, my employees, as well as in my group coaching program. And, you know, last month or January in the Contigo Approach course that that we did, I, I'm so thankful to have these leadership roles because it really helps keep me grounded and keeps me personally invested and in growing during a time when I just want to 
curl up in a ball in the fetal position and cry in my bed. <laughs> I, I, and there's a time for that, you all. There's a time for that. I, I understand. I'm not saying we should, we should force ourselves you know, to, to live inauthentically. Y'all know me. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a sense that stepping into a leadership role, like I said at the beginning of this live, you have to show up. You have to personally grow. You have to be willing to look at the hard things about yourself and figure out how to make change and, and so that you can be a good leader for people. And that is keeping me so grounded. I love that I have the Bedrocks program to run a call with tonight and that I know that community is a supportive place for me, even though I'm leading it. You know, like it just it just is such a such a solace. And it's it's the same with a with a team of people on my practice. Like I have to show up for them. I have to lead them well. And that leads me to work on myself and personally grow during a time when I'm struggling and having a hard time in lots of areas in my life. So I think it's I think it's really good. It 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 kind of helps us not slip into despair when we are serving people and really staying focused on that. So knowing your why and stay focused on the why of your leadership and your business ownership. So that's it. I'm so encouraged by this cohort of bedrock people, bedrockers we call them. <laughs> I didn't think any cohort could be as good as the first one, honestly, before I met all these people. I was like, the first one, there was just this great energy and there were so many people talking. Nope. Every cohort is going to be like this, y'all. OT entrepreneurs are some of the most amazing people in the world. That is what I am learning. I knew this before, but I'm learning it even more and more as I spend more time like intimately in smaller groups with OT entrepreneurs. We're just awesome. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> and the final thing I want to say, like, call to action here is that Trish Williams and I are planning the second OT Entrepreneur Summit, which is coming up in May, from May 3rd to the 7th. Okay. We are interviewing speakers right now. We are getting everything set up. You are going to start to hear about it in this group. But I want to give you a call to action that if you are at all, <laughs> if you are at all thinking about being an entrepreneur at some point, you should be on the wait list for when we open registration. We are doing early bird registration only for one day, okay? So you need to be on the wait list to make sure you get those emails to know when we are opening that registration. You can go to otentrepreneursummit.com and join the wait list there. It's super easy. Just enter your email and we will we will be sending out more info soon. But I, I couldn't end this live or it will be repurposed as a podcast too or this podcast without saying that if you're interested in that, that's your call to action is to is to get on that list. Last year, the feedback was so amazing from the community that was formed during that month that we had the event. So we have a private Facebook group during the event and just such transformation. People started businesses, people grew their businesses, people launched new products, new services. It was such a wonderful time. So if you want to be part of that experience to really transform your business, please join the waitlist and we'll see you there. Um, if you're feeling like you're going through something hard, you are not alone. And this group is a safe space to share those struggles and get support and be real with each other. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, go to the Facebook group the OT Entrepreneurs Facebook group and join if you're not there yet or make comments. So, all right, everyone, I will see you soon. And I hope this was helpful to you all in some little way. Bye.
So that's it, everyone. I hope that you were encouraged by a little piece of something that you heard in this episode. And again, reach out to me at Laura Park Fig on Instagram or on Facebook. But sometimes I miss those DMs on Facebook. They they hide them if you don't know the person. It's really strange. So in any case, reach out to me if you found value to help you in your life or business from this episode. I would love to hear from you. If you are interested in listening to that episode I mentioned with Carlin Neek, it is episode 43, Accept Challenges and Commit to Action. Another episode that is very helpful, which I did not mention, is the last episode just before this one, Landy Peak talking about releasing limiting beliefs and following your intuition. Another mindset thing that is very helpful when we are facing challenges in life. So those two are highly recommended. And it's kind of fitting that I did this episode about my life right after we did this little mini mindset series, because it is something that... I'm really learning right now is the power of mindset in all of this, the power of staying positive, of knowing your emotions are not reality a lot of times, and just really committing to being content and embracing life wherever I am. And I hope that you can do that too, wherever you are. So take a small step this week to accept those challenges, to commit to action, to becoming a better leader in your life and your business. Small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.